I'm Charlotte and I am back with another podcast episode. Sorry, I'm so out of breath. I like literally just ran inside because um, my Wi-Fi wasn't working. I'm in Canada and I'm on photo booth today. Um, I don't know if you can see. Uh, but that's like a lake town over there. Um, I'm in, not my hometown, I'm three hours north of my hometown. I'm from Toronto. And I, the reason I'm out of breath is because I had to run downstairs to get Wi-Fi to find Tumblr questions. Um, and we're in blackout. <laughs> the reason I'm on my photo booth is because, and I'm sorry for the quality, this will not look like this after this podcast. Maybe I'll have like one other one like this because I might do another one while I'm up here. Um, but I can't. Like the Wi-Fi is so slow up here that I can't import. It's like this weird technical thing that you guys don't care about. And my mic is like not working. So this is just a shit show, but you know what? It's fine. So I'm just gonna preface like with these Tumblr questions, like all I can do is answer what I would do. Um, and that's kind of it. I, I, I've said in my other t answering Tumblr questions podcast, that this is what I did on Tumblr for years. So um, I didn't intentionally make it like an advice column. I just had a Tumblr and I reblogged photos. And then over time, people started obviously asking questions. And then I just started answering them. And then that kind of became, took over my Tumblr. And then I actually just stopped reblogging photos just in general. Um, and it just became just written word, uh, just like a written blog Tumblr pretty much. Um, so that's like what I'm used to doing and um, what I like to do. So I don't know why, but I just do. So I'm sorry if this is like, whatever. Question for pod. This one just came up. Um, how to cope with FOMO or how to stop FOMO and insecurity that comes with it. I live near, I live an hour away. Sorry, I'm dyslexic if I like mess up my reading. Um, I live an hour away from my friends and I have no friends in the town. I currently live I currently live in due to this i have bad fomo i'm starting to get insecure they're my best friends but since they're all getting closer i can't help but think i'm not as important or crucial to the friendship anymore um that's a tough question i think it starts with like working on yourself in a weird way because i i am secure with my friendships that i like want them to have fun and i want them to go out and like be with other friends and just enjoy themselves and enjoy life and and like all that comes with it. I think I, I'm secure with my friendships because I know that I'm a good friend to my friends and that they are not gonna like replace me with somebody else. Like I know that, like I know my friends aren't gonna like leave me um, because I'm a good friend to them. And like, I don't even waver on that at all. Um, so I think that's why I say it starts with who you are as a friend um, and maybe ask yourself why you're insecure in the first place. Some people are insecure for no reason. And most of the time, like you just should be secure with yourself just in general, right? Um, but there's also reasons like you, yes, you wanna be secure with yourself in like every way. Um, why wouldn't you be? But there's also room to ask yourself if you can improve yourself as a friend. Start asking yourself like who you are as a friend, like who, what makes you like unique in a friendship? and no matter who you are, there's stuff that does. There's things that you offer, um, whether it be entertainment or loyalty or humor or responsibility, motherliness, um, 
intelligence. Like there's a list of things that you can offer in a friendship and not to say like you have to offer something in a friendship, but everyone does just naturally. Don't underestimate the power of loyalty. If you're a loyal friend and you're a nice person and you're just simply that, like you don't have to be so the, the, the best anything or the coolest anything or the this or this, like you don't have to be the top of the scale, just loyalty and kindness. Um, it's hard to find. And if you are that to your friend, um, that stands the test of time. Unless your friend is fucking toxic or something and just like wants other friends and like is willing to drop you at the drop of a hat, then maybe reconsider which, why you want to be her friend in the first place. I'm like insecure about so many things in my life, but this isn't one of them because I think I know what I bring. Like I know, and I think that's a good thing to know that you bring like a certain thing to a friendship. I, I think that is what helps me is like, is like knowing that I, they're not going to go find um, like another friend that's like exactly like me. Like they aren't and same with everybody. Like they're just not going to. Everyone is, is unique in their own way and, and not everyone is that interchangeable because they love you for a reason. Just find out what that reason is and sit in it. You know, I know I'm like this friend. Something to just how to cope with FOMO in general. There's also a, um, I don't feel the need to be everywhere all the time. Um, I think there's a beauty in not being places to the point where like, I don't feel like I have to be everywhere because I'm just like, what every, like what? So everyone's gonna go to these parties all the time. I don't need to be the, at them all the time. I think there's a beauty in not being at them, you know? Um, so there's that kind of way of looking at it as well. How have I dealt with my body changing as a model? My body has changed so much over the years. I, I used to be like, uh, I used to have huge tits when I was like 16, like literally like double D boobs for some reason. Um, like literally, like for some reason, I just got huge boobs. I don't even think it was birth control. Like, I don't think I was on birth, like I'm, I'm not on birth control now, but, um, I don't know, like. But I, I, it wasn't birth control. I don't know why I had huge boobs, but I did. My body has really changed a lot over the years. And I just kind of go with it. Each time I look in the mirror, it's something new. And I'm okay with it. It's just kind of take it as it is. Obviously, I've been cripplingly insecure at times um, about my body. And I've hated my fucking body. And I've had body dysmorphia forever. Um, but I especially have face dysmorphia. I have face dysmorphia even more. I feel like as you get older, your hips kind of widen and you just kind of grow into yourself. And I felt like that more. So I've just kind of felt more confident within myself. And like, I don't feel the need to like lose weight or anything or be super skinny. I'm kind of just content where I am. Um, and yeah, and I'm not going to nitpick and try to make myself even more this or even more this. I'm content where I am. Um, and I feel like I found peace with myself in that way. Um, so that's really cool because that's like, I never thought I would find peace in that way. And I, I honestly feel like I have. Podcast question, how to maintain healthy friendships slash how to set boundaries in relationships. Um, how to maintain healthy friendships for me is, I deeply care about everyone in my life. I like want to know everything about you and I want to get to the bottom of why you're feeling certain ways. It's just interesting to me. 
I love people. I'm a lover of people. I have been since I was a little kid. I just like always fixated on people's lives and like wanted to know what was going on in their lives. That is part of who I am. And so that helps me in friendships because I have such close relationships to my friends um, because I deeply care about them. To me, it comes down to like the foundation of the friendship. Um, if the foundation is solid, you can kind of get away with a lot. And like getting away, what I mean by that is like, you cannot talk for a period of time. You can, you can get one of them, one of you guys can get a, get into a relationship and permanent to that or is constantly working and you can't see each other all the time. That's at least the problems in my friendships is all of my friends, we all have our own jobs and we all are very like, career oriented and are very focused pretty much. I think as, as you get older, that becomes more of a reality as everyone's focused on their job and then like friendship and friends come second to that. Um, and it's always there. For me, again, like healthy relationships come down to general interest in their lives. I think if you have a general interest in your friends' lives, they, they like people that are interested in their lives. I like rarely find those people. That's how I know they're rare. So I think if you genuinely care about your friend, your friend will appreciate it. I take pride in my friendships. Like I really like strive to be a good friend. It's really important to me because I love my friends. My friends are like my family, genuinely. They always have been because I'm not like too close to my family. So my friends are like my world. This is like my territory of like, what is truly so important to me. And I understand that maybe I value friendship more than my friends do, um, but I'm okay with that because I'm just okay with that. Um, so that's why the like maintaining healthy friendships are so important to me and why I care so much about them. I think just like learning to care about your friends and have it be as genuine as possible and not forced. And hey, like if you need to like, like remind yourself how to be a good friend, that's fine. Because you know what? That's coming from a place of wanting to be better. And that's coming from a place of genuine love for your friends and knowing like, I want to be better. It's okay to want to be better. I certainly have felt that throughout my whole life on a continuous basis. So I relate to that. We're not all born fucking perfect. It just doesn't work like that. Um, and we all have an arc, a character arc. And if your part of your character arc is learning how to be a better friend, there's no shame in that. I had to learn how to be a better friend too. Um, it's just how it works. You improve on everything as you get older. And I think even just asking this question is proof of that. How to set boundaries in friends. I am Honestly, I don't know if I'm like the best person to answer boundaries thing because I literally just like don't talk to anyone a lot of the time. Like I've talked to my friends, obviously, but I can go into full hermit mode where like I don't reply to anybody for like a week. Um, so my boundaries have been set. I am do not respond to anyone's text messages unless you're like one of my closest friends. And that's a boundary that I set up for myself and everyone has accepted it actually. That like Charlotte doesn't really reply to people's texts. So that's a boundary that I set. I just was unapologetic about it and that was it. 
And I was kind of just like, but at the same time, I went in person. I'm 100% there. I'm 100% engaged in what we're talking about. But I just don't think it's this normal to, to text people this much. I don't think it's this normal. I don't think we never had this before. To be in this close contact with so many people all the time, I don't think it's this normal. I don't think it's healthy and I don't like it. Protect your peace unapologetically and show up where it matters. That is how I do it and that is how I see my favorite people do it. My favorite, like my best friends or or people I really admire, they're unapologetically respect their peace and respect their private time and, and take time when they need to and take their time off when they need to. And then when they need to be there, they show up. You have to you have to reserve your energy and know when to not spread yourself out too thin. Um, I certainly have spread myself out too thin um, and it's caused me a lot of pain in the past. And um, I told myself I would never do that again. So I take my time off and I separate myself from friends when I need to and when they are not serving me. I stopped being friends with two friends of mine actually, like last summer. Um, because I was going through like a hard time and I was like just really sad and um, they were going through like a breakup and they were just partying and drinking and stuff like that and I couldn't like be there for them because of my own like personal issues um, I just couldn't like I couldn't like sit and listen to them like talk about their boyfriends and um, like crying about that when I was just like going through like my own like kind of hard time um and I said to them I said I needed a break from our friendship and I literally took a break and actually one of those friendships never came back because of that um but I think it was for the best you kind of filter people throughout life and um not everyone is going to understand your boundaries um but that's okay because there's going to be girls that do and there's going to be really good quality people that do. And that's just what I keep in mind. If someone doesn't know how to respect my boundaries or doesn't take the time to understand where I'm coming from or take the time to care about where I'm coming from, I don't think we should be friends anyways. Um, so that's how I look at it. If someone's not treating me the way that I would treat them, um, then I don't feel the need to like stay their friend. I, I'm so protective of who I'm friends with. I have such a small niche of friends and I go solely based on intuition. Uh, basically like my radar is like, who's gonna be like nice this, who was rude to me the first time I met them and are suddenly nice to me now? Or like who like, like, who has just been like throughout just genuine and kind and sweet and like always took an interest in everyone. And like, I just go based off my intuition. Um, and my intuition, like for the most part, hasn't really steered me wrong. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely protective over who I'm friends with. And I'm very specific. I look for very specific things of character things of like, this girl has this thing that's really special and unique about her. I like this girl. I want to be this girl's friend. Um, so I look for different things in people that I find interesting or magnetic and those are the friends that I like to keep. Um, because I like friends that make me a better person and add something to my life and change me in some way or make me more dynamic in some way. So if someone's not doing that anymore 
and they're also being a bad friend and are not kind to you, um, I don't feel the need to stay your friend. Um, because why would I even stay? You're not even nice. Um, so, yeah. What did I eat today? Um, I have, I've had some, I haven't ate that much today. It's three o'clock. There's a boat passing. I've had some blueberries, a pizza pocket. Um, I think that's it. I think that's it. I haven't really ate that much today. Um, for people who don't know, pizza pockets. <gasps> pizza pockets are my favorite. They were my favorite thing in Canada. I don't know if you're going to hear that boat, probably. They're my favorite thing in Canada. <gasps> if that's someone like blowing leaves, I'm going I'm to die. It's a seaplane. Can you see it? Not really. But there's a seaplane taking off. I don't know who seaplane is. Probably some rich person over here. Um, but anyways. But yeah, if you don't know what Pizza Pockets are, oh my god, the best thing in Canada. If you ever go to Canada, buy Pizza Pockets. They're from Pillsbury. It was like literally the saddest thing ever when I moved to the States. And I realized that they didn't have Pizza Pockets. I like, it, I literally like, I used to eat those breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That was like my life for years. And then imagine not being able to eat them at all. It was like genuinely devastating. I tried ordering them online, didn't work. Like, and so now when I come here, all I eat is pizza pockets. It's like my favorite thing ever. It's like basically a hot pocket, but in here they're better. Have I ever struggled to fit in? Um, yes, to answer your question. I think like a huge po portion of my life I've spent trying to fit in. Um, I like rejected like every single part of myself that like separated me from my friends um, because I didn't think it was important to me. Like I just didn't feel like that was something I needed to like go follow. Like it's weird because like my personality has been the exact same since like I was a kid. Like if you see like, like it's changed, sure. Like I've actually changed a lot, but like there's fundamentals that stay the same. Like my friends from my hometown would say like, I'm the same. So there's like, there's this part of me that is like constantly me that I've noticed, but there's a part of me that is that throughout the years has rejected also every part of myself that makes me even more me. Like, like my name, for instance, like not wanting to have a unique name. Like why? Like that's such an interesting thing that like I felt really strongly about. Like I felt so strongly. I fucking hate the name Briar. I hate it so much and I don't want a unique name and I don't want to stand out at all that I just want it to be, I want to find it on a keychain. I think people get like typecasted almost like in, in what they look like and who they hang out with. You kind of just get like categorized and I feel like I got categorized and maybe other people have felt this too. Um, tell me if you have, I'm curious honestly, but this is something I kind of felt and I, I'm not like fully, this wasn't fully out of my control. Like I definitely like leaned into this and like, didn't and unconsciously and didn't um like fight against it and I just like tried to kind of like blend in as much as I could I never wanted to stand out in any way I like literally ever never wanted to be the center of attention just wanted to go kind of under the radar like have peace people liked me great like I just wanted to kind of fit in and just like be cool um and then I realized um like 
parts of me like love to explore and parts of me like love to experiment and I love like style for instance and I I love to change things about myself and I love to like reinvent and like play in these different characters of myself I like love it and there's so many different I realize like sides to to who I am and things that I'm interested in but I, I at least noticed um and I've had to come to accept actually that there are things about myself that um that aren't meant to maybe fit in. And I would actually do be doing myself a disservice my whole life if I completely tried to fit in for the rest of my life and be like everybody else. And maybe that I'm not supposed to be like everybody else. And that's okay. I think most people aren't like everybody else. I actually do. I think that most people are themselves. So yeah, I, I have struggled to fit in. Um, in some ways, not at all. In some ways, I feel like I um was really lucky and like got into groups of people um without really like consciously trying but at the same time even in those groups of friends like I would feel in my head like I don't belong here why do you guys think I do um and so that's that's the interesting thing of like so if the people that maybe to other people feel like they fit in or whatever that means they don't feel that way about themselves. So where does it end? You know, um, like there's, this is such a stupid example, but I'm going to bring it up anyways. You know, that song with Justin Bieber and, uh, Ed Sheeran, I think it's like, I don't care. No, no. Um, I'm at a party. I don't want to be at that one. And I don't ever wear a suit and tie. Wait, is this going to get copyrighted? It's like about like, not fitting in um and like feeling like i like i don't think we fit in at this party or whatever um i'm really good at singing obviously but um i remember listening to that song and being like i like this like i like that these are like two like incredibly talented artists that like um have obviously like reached their full potential and um have reached kind of the height of success that you can be and they're they're singing about feeling like they don't fit in and they feel like they don't belong so then I, I remember listening to that being like that's interesting like um and I'm sure even though it's a song like I'm sure there's some truth to that I'm sure they can relate to that I'm sure and 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 think everyone kind of can and then you think about it like what does that actually mean to fit in I don't think like fitting in even exists is my point um but at the same time, it kind of does. Like, that also exists. I've kind of come to terms recently that I'm just going to be, like, the best version of myself. And people can, like, take me or leave me. You know what I mean? And I think that's, like, how life should be lived. I tried the other way. I tried fitting in. And I tried to be, like, all of my friends. And I tried to listen to their advice and just be as the best, like, girl that I could be. There's little pockets all over the world I feel like I fit in better. And maybe it's not what I originally thought, and maybe that's okay. Um, but there's places I fit in better than others, and I don't necessarily feel like I fit in all the time. And that's okay, because as long as I'm going to try my best to, you know, be kind to the people that day, that's all I can do. And I don't think too much about it. People can take me or leave me, honestly, as they want. And if someone doesn't like me, I'm kind of just like, it's your problem not mine like seriously that's how I kind of look at it I'm just kind of like that sounds like a you thing because like I don't know
could you please do a podcast episode touching on why you don't speak to your family? Um, I, I'm not going to do like a full episode, but I'll like talk about it here. Um, like a little bit. Um, I don't, I don't talk to my dad and I don't talk to some people on my dad's side. I also at one point didn't talk to my mom. And at one point I didn't talk to my sister. My family is very disconnected and we, um, none of us are really attached to one another. My mom had full custody of us and my dad like didn't really like want anything to do with raising us. Um, he's like a perpetual like Peter Pan kind of thing. This is like me saying it like in the nicest way possible. Um, but he like, he like didn't quite like grow up and like, um, I had, I, I had gone, when I was younger, I also didn't talk to my dad. I think, I, I think I spent like four years not talking to him. He did something really heartbreaking to me. It was actually what I would equate the first time I had my heart broken, um, was like that time. And my dad has like a personality disorder. He's like mentally ill. Like he, he, um, he, he, um, he just has like genuine like psychological issues. So he, um, is not someone that would benefit for me to have in my life. I've like talked about it with my psychiatrist. My psychiatrist doesn't even think I need to talk to him. He like doesn't have like any real relationships in his life. Um, he just lives in Thailand and uh, like left his like two daughters, not me and my sister. He had two new kids um, and with my stepmom, who is a great person and I really feel for her. And we've had our own complicated relationship, but now we're like, we're actually like, good friends and I love her and I think she's the best. So I, I think she's great. Um, they're still legally married, but, um, yeah, <laughs> it's a really complicated situation. Um, he's a very complicated man and, um, he doesn't have like empathy for people. Like he, he, it's like a concept he doesn't understand. Like he, he le left his two younger daughters who are like under 10 years old. Um, and, like doesn't need to want to see them like he doesn't like he doesn't have that thing that like makes you human you know how like you would miss your kids or you would miss your mother if they died like if your mother died you would cry right my dad won't cry <laughs> like he i don't think he would cry if i died i've actually thought about this like i and it's an interesting, like, thing to, like, have to think about. Like, would my dad cry if I died? This is what I think would happen if I died. I think he would not cry. I think that he would try to inflict tears to come out. Like, he would try to, like, make himself cry. And he could do it, but it would have to be through the lens of feeling sorry for himself. That, like, oh my god, I had a daughter that passed away. Like, I think that's kind of how he would make himself cry like it wouldn't come down to anything to do with like love for me like he doesn't he um he doesn't have like human qualities um he just doesn't like objectively like on paper you could kind of prove that he's very persuasive and he's very charming and manipulative um i clearly like see his true nature i kind of always have since i was a kid um i always thought there was something off about him and I didn't trust him. Um, versus my sister really 
idolized him and like wanted his approval I did not and I did not need his approval and I just thought he was like I just took it I just whatever I just didn't need him to like me like that was kind of the easiest way to look at it I did not by any means want care if he liked me because I didn't like him so why did why would I care if you like me like I don't I don't give a shit um so yeah he just has like and the thing is, is, like, I can't control who my dad was. Like, I can't, like, I would love to not, this, I would love to say a better story than this. I would love to, for something not to be so fucking bleak or, like, kind of dark. And it's kind of, like, embarrassing to some level that, like, my dad is this, like, bad person. Um, but, you know, um, like, all I can do is move on with my life and yeah I like I don't know like why he's like this I think he started out like a good boy like who was failed by his parents um I think he was neglected by his parents and then just decided I don't need anybody um and just took it way too far and um like never considered to like check in of like am I doing the right thing like I don't think he like checks in or like cares about people I think he maybe had low empathy to start I don't know I don't know but um and then he kind of became this man that like um over time just doesn't care about any anybody um yeah <laughs> um so the thing is is like I have two younger sisters and I have my older sister and I have my stepmom and I have my mom I have even though I'm not crazy close with them this is my family that is my family and I grew up not being close to my family but as I'm as I'm getting older I'm starting to realize like how important family is and and um like reevaluating like what that looks like and stuff um oh I'm sorry to make this like fucking depressing like this is not my intention here I'm like sorry this is like so stupid but oh um this is, like, the one dark, like, not, like, chill thing, like, in my life. Like, this is just, like, the one thing. Um, and the rest of this podcast will be much better than this. Um, this is just, like, one blimp of my life that, like, is there. Um, but, yeah, um, I'm, I'm starting to get, like, closer with my, um, my stepmom and stuff like that and we've kind of like made this like um even though we're all kind of scattered around the world um like a girl like squad which is nice um and I feel a great responsibility to um help my sisters and to um be there for them I like when I was 17 living with my dad at the time I started making like video diaries for my little sisters um because like I knew they had the same dad as me <laughs> and like I knew like eventually they were gonna get like their heart broken by him um if they haven't already I don't think they have yet but they will probably watch these podcasts hi Carmen and Zara um one day and yeah it's just like some people just you know um shouldn't have kids and shouldn't get married and just should just he should just stay in Thailand and I, yeah. Um, 
whatever. I keep going back and forth of how much I want to share. Um, because it's almost like the, I have like a compulsion to say the whole truth. And I've, I've already tried to bite my tongue talking about this topic so much because it's just like, um, like, it's just like embarrassing to some degree because it's like shameful, you know, to like not have like a perfect family and to not like talk to your family members. It's just like embarrassing a little bit. Um, but at the same time, I just want to like be honest. So it's like, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to like go in like a happy medium and like, yeah, I think I'll find this might be the way I edit this will be my happy medium. He just has mental illness. Just that's the, that's the cleanest way to describe it is he's mentally ill and he lives in Thailand. And, um, yeah, that's kind of the end of our relationship. I would love to be like secure enough in myself that I could have some kind of relationship with him. Like, just, like, from time to time, like, maybe once a year, like, see him and be, like, cool with that. But I'm not really there yet, like, in, with my security myself. Also, too, like, there's something about him that's very dark and very um, empty that, like, I almost don't, like, want to be around. It's, like, it kind of scares me. Um, so that like kind of has prevented me, um, from wanting to fix our relationship. Like with my mom, for instance, like my mom's a good person who like just didn't like, who just wasn't perfect. Like that's all my mom was. And like, she's trying and like, I really see that she's trying and like, maybe she wasn't there enough as a kid or whatever, but she at least like has a good heart and like good intentions. Um, but not everybody does. And like, um, not everyone has a good heart and not everyone, um, has like human feelings and like human emotions and like has like empathy and compassion for people. Um, it's just the reality. Not everyone does. And like, I'm sure if not you, you have friends with parents that are similar to this. I've seen parents like my, some of, some people I know of parents where I see, where I can see like their parents, like don't feel nor like normal people. Um, like one of my friend's boyfriends, I can see like his dad. I'm like, yeah, like it's like kind of common. Like some parents like are some people in general, regardless if you're a parent, like some people just don't feel like normal people and like have like something off about them um, or like inhuman about them. And my dad happens to be one of them, which sucks, but like it's true. And um our family is kind of just coming to that conclusion of being able to say that um, and kind of regaining our power back um, because it can be a lot of like a like mental um, like abuse that goes on with people with this kind of personality. Um, so yeah, that's kind of why you don't talk in. But um, yeah. The thing is, it's like you don't really need a dad that much. Like you just don't. Like I really don't think I, like I'm sure I missed out on some stuff, but like you don't need really anything to survive. You can just figure it out. And um, yeah, I'm figuring it out and I don't need a dad. And I, I just really don't. Um, I will have my, my own family one day and I will be so happy with that family and I will be completely fulfilled one day. And, um, yeah, 
like you can't control like how your life goes and life doesn't throw anything at you that you can't handle i wouldn't change one thing about how i grew up i wouldn't obviously i like i would have loved like a different whatever like obviously there's things like i would have benefited or like made me happier or whatever i could have had um i like genuinely wouldn't change anything like i i know it sounds like i'm sad um but like i i'm okay with how things turned out because i see so many things of myself in him his good traits he was in, like exceptionally creative and he uh, had these like great nuanced ideas and um i and he was so childlike like so childlike and um he gave me so many unique perspectives as a kid um growing up even though his heart wasn't there i'm honestly happy he influenced me at all he like because he did have good things about him um everyone does everyone has good things about them everyone has bad things about them sometimes the bad overweights the good in this case it is what it is and i feel so much purpose in helping my my little sisters um because like like they're special obviously and um i just feel like that's part of my purpose is now helping them so my dad gave me that purpose and um yeah it's a shame that he's mentally ill um and yeah <laughs> whatever um but yeah that's <laughs> i like that and that's why i don't talk to my family sorry i'm like so um awkward at these kinds of things i feel like your answers sound so mature but you're still so immature and irresponsible the things you do are childish and you seem to have no structure it's confusing um yeah i honestly don't really i kind of agree with you and i don't really know either i think um i think i think you there's no one way to go through life i don't think you have to be this like full perfect functioning adult um, that does everything by the book and does everything perfect and um, is just completely mature. I think a lot of people in the creative fields um, hold on to a childlike aspect of them like for a long time. That's something my dad taught me actually was like he never, I mean he's an extreme example, but he never grew up like even at all. There was times with my dad where he could act as young as four years old four like not even like 16 like four um so that's where it's kind of like bad territory like he had a swing in his house and like all of his like his whole house like had different colored walls and he had paintings on the ceilings he was very whimsical and very f fun and like enjoyed fun and freedom and like being a kid like he never wanted to grow up he just never did and like um i don't think that there's like you have to just be this one idea in the world and you have to fully mature and be this person and like what is maturing exactly um to me maturing having that and like knowing that is not what i don't want. like i do not want to be like that i do not want to be a parent like that um but also i can't help that i'm somewhat influenced and biased because that was my dad um so to me 
growing up is responsibility and really own like being responsible for your shit and i and claiming your responsibility i think that's a huge part of growing up um but i don't think i have to be like this perfect mature person that like um that is i don't know i don't think i but i don't think i have to be like just like a cookie cutter copy and paste of every everybody else i think that you can go through life in any way that you want and um yeah i don't know i just think that you can anyone in the creative field or anyone watching this who is in the creative field knows that there's a beauty in holding on to child parts of your childhood and parts of your child like imagination and um presentness and there's so many things of um we could learn from kids and i think if you do anything in the creative field you know that you never really let go of things that help you with your creativity my dad definitely taught me that um and I don't think I will like lose certain things about myself um, just because I get older. Um, I don't even think I can help it, to be honest with you. Um, but I definitely will grow up and I will be a responsible mother and I will really take on that role wholeheartedly um, when it, the time comes. But for now, I'm in no rush to grow up. I have never been in a rush to grow up. I like to take my time and um, I, that's just how I like to go through life. I think there's a beauty and um, keeping a part, one, some, some part of yourself um, free like a kid forever. So yeah, that's just how I look at it. Favorite song at the moment. You know what song I really fucking like actually? And I, I love, I pretty much like all like genres of music. I go through a phase where I like, not into this genre but i really am into pop right now i fucking love sabrina carpenter's because i liked a boy um i'm olivia rodrigo stan through and through i will say but um i do really fuck with that song i also like this song this is like a throwback song she is beautiful by andrew wk this one it's so good i've been like playing it so much recently um Do you guys know this song? Do you remember this? I'll play the chorus. It's so good. Also, this song, also a throwback song. Oh wait, this song's good. This is not, uh, Joey, like Concrete Blonde. Oh, so good. What else? Oh my God, this one's like kind of old. I mean, it's like a couple months old, but I still fucking love it. Glimpse of Us by Joji, which was like huge on TikTok, but I love Joji. I think Joji's like literally one of the coolest artists. I think he's fucking like so authentically rad. Like he, um, he started on YouTube and if you don't like know 
filth like he did like I'm like a true like fan of his I think he's great like I actually like admire his all of his work um he like started the Harlem Shake he had like YouTube videos and he used to go by Filthy Frank and like the pink guy and he had like I used to know his YouTube videos like from like eight years ago um and then he started becoming an artist and like all of his songs that he puts out like have been literally like just so beautiful to the ear he's like really like tapped into something where he like really knows what people want um and he's just like such a creative genius to me i think he's like really fucking cool um he's like one of like the like actual artists like i see out there where i'm like you are literally like so smart and so like creative and you like he's just so special and unique to me i think he's really cool um so i like that song a lot and also this song is good there she goes by the getaway people i'm like in a big kind of early 2000s kick if you can tell well it's not downloaded so i can't play it because there's no wi-fi up here but it's really good if this is what it looks like also 16 by baby keem i've been playing a lot because it's just a really good song why is my service just not working And um, that's it. Those are some of my favorite songs right now. And that concludes my podcast. Uh, you will be getting this tomorrow. Sorry, you will be getting this tomorrow. And yeah, let me know if you want me to do another solo episode and what I should do for these. Like, I don't know what to do for these or if you want to interview next week, let me know. So, but I have to go edit this because um, you're going to need it for tomorrow. So.